You're listening to the Soul Shape Podcast, where we focus on your spiritual fitness or what we like to call your energetic self-care. We're sisters and the co-founders of Soul Shape, a quantum wellness app designed to make it easier and accessible to find healing practitioners in the energy healing world and soon to be Soul Gym. We also want to have soulful conversations about spirituality and holistic wellness. And whether you are dabbling or taking a deep dive into energy healing, we want to introduce modalities and healing practitioners to you one by one. So it's time to get into Soul Shape. My name is LJ Woodard, and this is my sister, Leslie Bennett. And Leslie, who are we talking with today? Well, today's episode, we're talking about the Akashic Records with Anna Hendricks. The Akashic Records, this is a topic for me. As I was going down my journey, you're kind of your left brain and your right brain, like, wait, what? You know, the magical side of me is like all into this, but my logical side with of me was like, Ugh, you know. So I'm very excited to have this conversation. So why don't you tell us a little? Why are you looking at me like that? Why, tell me a little bit more, like about I'm Anna. So excited. Well, Anna, <laughs> Anna, you'll get to, as you get to know us. We, we're also sisters, so. The sister stuff comes out. Anyways, <laughs> Anna Hendricks, everybody. She is a divine luminary, an intuitive channel, teacher, spiritual guide, and podcast host herself of the Soul Driven Podcast. And that's how I discovered you, Anna. Um, and I do enjoy your podcast and listen from time to time. She dedicates herself to reintroducing the world to its spirituality through the Akashic Records, which empowers individuals to take the reins and transform their lives. And so with that intro... I think just to get things, I'm sure everyone starts off with you like this. What, what, is, the, what, 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 what is Akashic the Records? Records? <laughs> like, what is Sorry, Akashic Records? Up. What are those records? Yeah, what What's are so they? Akashic <laughs> about them? The million-dollar question. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's nice to meet you both and nice to be here. So there's many ways to explain the Akashic Records. And what I'd like to start off with is just a really simple explanation, because like you just said, you know, even when I came across the Akashic Records the first time I was a CEO of a marketing agency, I had no context for what the Akashic Records were. And when I kind of dove into the definition, I was just like, what? <laughs> it was not easy for me to wrap my head around. So a very simple way of understanding what the Akashic Records are is considering the the cloud, right? We all know what the Apple cloud is and the Google cloud. Not everyone. And You'd be surprised. That cloud to me is still very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the cloud. I can't find it. Anyways, go ahead. Right. So we know, we do know that we can put things in the cloud and that we can access things whenever we need to, right? Photos, music, writings, whatever the case may be. And the Akashic Record is very much the same way. It's actually located in an energetic space, but when I access the Akashic Records or when anyone does, you're able to access information from past, present, future related to anything. So a little bit more of a complex explanation for what the Akashic Records are is that depending upon your background and who you are, you may or may not understand that everything is energy, right? So the wall's energy, the ground's energy, I'm energy we're all just vibrating at different frequencies of energy. And the Akasha is also energy. In fact, it exists around us at all times, but it exists at such a high frequency that it's actually in a different dimension. So when someone accesses the Akashic records through a number of different ways, what they're doing is elevating their vibration in order to be able to access that information and get in congruency with it so that they can then communicate with with it. 
basically learning how to work with the Akashic Records and operating within the Akashic Records is about learning how to communicate with energy. And this is not just like a woo-woo thing. The science community has actually discovered the Akashic field. They don't call it that, um, but it is starting to come to the forefront. So of course it is only a matter of time. Wow. It, it is cool. Like when, when you start learning about the Akashic Records, you're like, oh, and you, and you learn about energy. You're like, oh, that makes sense. But then you kind of go, really? There's records? Come on. My future, my past? Really? And then you have a reading, right? And you start exploring into the records. Some magical, mystical things occur during those readings. So I guess I, my question to you is, now that we know that it exists, or we believe it exists, if you if we don't know, if for those the people that are going through that, is it something that's real? Is it made up? And you're going through that journey. We've all gone there with where those people that know the Akashic Records, we all have been through that. Is it? Is it not? But okay, if you go and you kind of get to the point where it's 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 a thing, how do you use it? How do you use the Akashic Records? Honestly, it's. It's such a vast answer that it's everything. I mean, you can literally do anything within the Akashic Records. You can access information from your past lives. You can learn maybe what's going on with your animal who could be sick. You could access an Akashic Record for a ring that your grandmother gave you. You could utilize the records to understand the difficulties within a relationship, to be a better parent, to learn how to navigate and build a business anything you can utilize the Akashic Records for, anything as simple as, you know, how to make the most of my week that's coming up, or is it in my best interest to marry this person? I mean, really, mm -hmm. there's there's no, uh, there's healing that is available through the Akashic Records, there's clearing, there's, there's a number of different things. So it really depends, and it depends on what your intention is, what you're there for, and then also what is in most alignment for you. Are you okay? <laughs> I just, I, here's what I still don't understand. So like the cloud, it's out there. Like, who, who is putting the human race, the population, we're putting- Who wrote the records? Yeah, who, who's putting the things in the records? Do you see me? Can you? <laughs> My hands, oh my God. Where, I mean, are we responsible for these records? I mean, I am, the I, I, I am speechless. I don't understand still. Yeah, no, you're fine. Mm -hmm. So the Akashic Records is really kind of like a modern name for the Akashic Records. The Akasha is actually a Sanskrit word and it means ether. And the Akasha is what is in between all things and what connects all things. And again, going back to that idea that everything is energy and therefore everything has a record of it, right? Mm -hmm. The Akashic Records have existed since the beginning of existence of everything. It basically just categorizes and files and it's happened energetically. There are beings who are over the Akashic Records who ensure that this information is organized and in addition that this information is protected in any way that it may need to just, again, manage. So this is not like a human thing that we're doing. I'm not access or I'm not inputting things into the Akashic Records. Um, however, I can work within the records to, it's almost like a computer program where if I am working with a client through a healing session 
we can clear out Akashic records and we can then upload and replace those old records with a different type of energy. So it's really fascinating to think about. <laughs> and I know that it's a little bit difficult to comprehend. Again, when I first came to it, it was just like, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> um, when I first read it, it was it was one of those sorts of like Hollywood moments where I felt like I had found home and everything made sense. And yet at the same time, I didn't understand what the Akashic records were. And they, you know, I put it down and went about my life and they kept coming up, kept coming up for a number of different months. And then I finally grabbed Linda Howe's How to Read the Akashic Records book. And it arrived on a Saturday. And by that afternoon, I had read through like three fourths of the book. I went into the Akashic Records for the first time on that Monday. And, you know, my life has shifted ever since. But it's been it's been a long trajectory of coming to understand what it is, coming to understand my role in it, coming to understand what it can be utilized for. And quite frankly, like when I came to the Akashic Records, I came because I'm a seeker, I'm a spiritual person, and I wanted to understand myself better. I wanted to understand how to heal myself. And I mean, like, I didn't even read the part in the book about how to do readings for other people because I had zero interest. I was not the path that I am on now is the path that I have been taken on, the path that was always meant for me. But I was very content in my marketing world. It was easy to talk about at cocktail parties. And I kicked and screamed for a good four or five months before finally giving in to this path for myself. So I understand it's not super easy to wrap your mind around, but, um, but it is very real. And I know that especially as we move forward into the future, these types of things are going to become less esoteric and easier for us to understand yeah. as we begin to understand energy in and of itself. Well, I like how, from what I've read, the Akashic Records can help heal your past as well as your present. So it seems like it ties in a lot with, I mean, human design, generational healing. It kind of seems like it all complements each other too. There are unlimited modalities out there, you know, and everyone is drawn to a different modality for a different reason. I know that the Akashic Records are not for everybody and I completely respect that. You know, that's something that, Again, part of my mission is really helping people to be reintroduced to their spirituality. And the spirituality is that that connection with self, that connection with the wisdom within, the God that is within all of us. And we come to that in, in an unlimited number of ways, right? Some people might find it through Christianity. Other people might find it through human design. Whatever the case may be, there is no right or wrong, you know? For me, I have been reading the Akashic Records for lifetimes. This is my lineage. It's where I come from. And so that's why it was home for me. Mm. And I also believe very strongly that the Akashic Records offer any individual who feels drawn to it the ability to have the most powerful tool that there is out there for self-empowerment. There is just so many things that you can utilize the records for. Um, for example, just to, to share, I some of my students that are in a private group, um, for anyone who studied with me because I teach folks how to enter the Akashic Records, I just launched a course, an Akashic Journey with Fear. And it was so cool yesterday because three of my students were sharing how they first went into the Akashic Records to ask about whether or not signing up for the course was in alignment for them. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I love that they did that. You know, I was like, this is so great. 
Um, and two of them had signed up and one of them said that, you know, she wasn't sure she was going to yet. She was just kind of still sitting with it. But that didn't matter. What mattered to me was that they used it mm -hmm. to make a big decision, you yeah. know, because it's a six week course. You know, it costs money, time, commitment, all those things. Yep. And I loved how intentional they they were about it. You know, one of the things as I was, you know, learning about the Akashic Record, and this is where my, you know, my logical mind goes, is is the battle between the record, because it's past, present, future, means that I have a permanent record of, of you know, my stuff. Where's the free will? So if it's already predestined or it's pre-written, there's a record, you know, as we think linearly what a record is. You know, I have a birth certificate. That's a record. I have a marriage certificate. That's a record. And, and I'm going in to ask, you know, do I marry this person? You know, where's the free will? And how does the records shift in regards to I choose not to make that decision to marry that person? That was the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around the Akashic records. Well, let's kind of break down a bit more about, you know, this whole idea of past, present, future within the Akashic Records. So time is a very interesting thing that, I mean, it just simply doesn't exist outside of this planet the way yep. that, that we experience it here. Total track that. <laughs> and, and time is really something that I'm not fully, I don't fully understand either. Um, what I know is within the Akashic Records is that one of the reasons I call them the greatest tool for self-empowerment is because they are not, this isn't a psychic reading, this isn't a mediumship reading, we're working with guides, they will not tell you exactly what you should do. In fact, when a client comes to me and says, you know, should I marry this person? I'm not even going to ask that question. I'm going to say, let's reword that. Because within the Akashic Records, it's best to use open-ended questions and say, what do I need to know about marrying this person? And the Akashic Records then will step in and they will paint a whole picture of what this relationship is. Maybe talk about your relationship in past lives. Maybe talk about what your contract is in this life. Maybe talk about the pros and the cons, the things you're learning together, the path that you're on. And then they will hand that back to you so that you can make the decision. If you are in the Akashic Records and they're saying like, do this, do that, you are not accessing the Akashic Records. That is not the Akashic Records because they, one of the things within the records is that the guides that you communicate with typically always stay sort of in the shadows. This isn't, again, this is not like a psychic where you know who you're working with, you know exactly what guides they are. They usually stand back in the shadows and that's specifically so that you don't become dependent on them because different guides step in for different topics, for different times of your life. It's very interchangeable. And the information that you're getting in the Akashic Records is neutral. The other part of this is that future timelines are created with every thought, word, action that we take. So if I ask the Akashic Records about a topic today, should I marry this person? What do I need to know about marrying this person? We could make decisions as a couple over the next week that could completely change our trajectory. And we always have free will. There is no record for the future that is like held and concrete, yeah. even within the collective itself. You know, we can always shift and change things. It is very much up to us. Yep. That's kind of how I got there. But I just, in case others were struggling with that too, because I think we think of records in a certain way. Is is It's more of a you know, it's kind of a tryout record. I, I don't know. 
Anyway, there's um, you, you raised something in what you just <laughs> said in regards to um, how to ask or how to engage with the Akashic Records. Because I think there's an art to the ask for the Akashic Records, right? Absolutely. You want to, I mean, the thing is, is that asking like yes or no questions to the Akashic Records, it's just not going to give you as much information as other questions. You want to be able to give them space to really elaborate on whatever it is that you're going through and wanting information about. Not that you can't ask them yes or no questions, but if you want to really understand, you know, like I always recommend and I guide my folks through that, you know, my clients through that in regards to the questions that we ask. The Akashic Records, you know, they're not human. They don't have egos. They're not going to like get upset with us or be like, no, you can't do that or anything. They are just going to the more specific we are, the more clear we are. And then the more we provide them space to really speak into any topic, the more information that we're going to get and receive. Yep. What about specific asks? For example, I have started do whenever I've had an Akashic, and it's been a couple years now, um, about asking to bring forward talents, skills, and abilities from previous lifetimes that can help me in this current timeline that I'm on. So like, say I'm starting a business, starting Soul Shape, and there's specific, maybe it's a marketing or it's a, you know, working in partnerships or it's, you know, some sort of artistic talent perhaps, or maybe it's a spiritual talent. How have you dealt with specific asks of trying to enhance the life in this in this time using the past? I haven't personally utilized them in that way, and I don't know that I would suggest utilizing them in that way because the past is the past. Mm -hmm. We have moved forward from the past. We're currently in the future, and that's part of the reason why we come into these lifetimes and cannot remember our past lifetimes. So we're meant to deal with the current lifetime. How I might approach that would be to maybe have an understanding of what some of my past lifetime strengths were that, you know, then I can strengthen in this current lifetime. But the truth is, is that, you know, energy, of course, never dies. And so mm -hmm. as we go from one lifetime to another, some of that energy is going to continue with us, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's why some people come into a lifetime who have amazing musical gifts, you know, like from a very young age or artistic or are very psychic, you know, mm -hmm. almost immediately because they've been doing that in a very recent lifetime. But to go in the past and want to bring things that are in the past into the future, that that doesn't feel aligned for me. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it's not possible and not to say that it's wrong or anything like that. It's just not how I would personally work within the records. Mm -hmm. um, I did a really cool activity once back when I was in training, um, right back at the beginning of my journey where we actually uh, went back to a past lifetime where we were very successful and we intentionally called, you know, our past self for, uh, forward to ask about an issue that we were dealing with in our current time. And that was really, really cool. Ooh, that's cool. Um, my past self was a bad A. I don't know if I can cuss here, but... <laughs> She was amazing and it was fantastic. I actually did a podcast about it and shared. It was how to deal with difficult conversations and the, the advice she gave me was fantastic. So that might, that might be how I go about that. Mm. Now, the future aspect. So these are future lifetimes. So maybe I'll be 
president of some country, <laughs> whatever it is, or maybe I'm a, a you know a locksmith. You know, how do you how do you use those future records uh, for today? Is it more curiosity, like oh, what will I be, or is it more something we can like we kind of can pull in to help us in this lifetime? Yeah, these are good questions. These aren't questions I've been asked on interviews before. So nice job, lady. No, Leslie Leslie is so much more in tune to this. Her spiritual journey, her healing journey has been long and vast. I'm going to... It's good. You know, I ask these because, you know, I want to know as I'm putting together my healing journey or I'm trying to learn, you know, about this area, I want to know, I mean, we there's always the, you know, the release and the healing and stuff, but I really want the empowerment because, you know... There's, and I'm not trying to. You want to be to, a badass too. Well, I do, but <laughs> I don't want to limit healing because I have used the Akashic Records for my own personal healing. But I also want to, you know, while they're good for healing, they're also good for empowering too. And so that's why I ask more of those questions because we're so focused on we need to release, we need to heal, we need to release, we need to up level. You know, I'm not, and I'm not, it sounds like I'm making fun of it, and I'm not. Um, um, I'm not at all. Um, but, but I want to know, because I want to, I want to be a superpower, Matt. No, I want to, um, I want to know how to tap into the best of this, for for the best of me. So sorry, I, I paused on the question, which I can't even remember what it was. Oh, how no, to use fine. the how to use the future for you know tapping into that to help it enhance today. Well, the future is not concrete, so I personally, again, wouldn't be wouldn't be going about it thinking in that way. Mm -hmm. When the future is brought forward in an Akashic reading, it's usually I'm feeling into it and and seeing energy in regards to what may occur. But there is no definite. There is no, like, it's, it's not that there aren't potential plans laid out, but in every lifetime, you know, our soul comes into any lifetime with specific things that it wants to experience, specific things it wants to heal through, all of that. And depending upon how we do in one lifetime really sets us up for the next lifetime. So, and what we think we can do when we're in between lives is usually pretty out of the scope once we get back into these human bodies and this dense planet. It often takes, I've seen with my clients, multiple lifetimes for them to even shift into something like empowerment. And so it it's, it's a slow process. And, you know, that's why it's never a race. That's why we can never fail. That's why, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's just no rush to it. If you were to ask me, what can I do to empower myself in the future? I would say, focus on now. What is most important for us is in the now, you know, people within the spiritual community love to get lost and like, oh, star seeds and past lives and all this stuff. And you know what? I think that those things can can provide some interesting information, mm. but we're here in the now and that's what matters most. And tomorrow isn't guaranteed and yesterday is gone. And so what can we do today to make the best for tomorrow if we're going to show up? You know what I mean? Um, that's That would be my suggestion. Yep. Um, I Let's talk a little bit more about the Akashic Guides because Laura LJ... Probably yes. you, you probably doesn't understand the what the Akashic guides do, um, how to engage them, or how you engage them. How you use you know a, a person who does readings. Did the guides? Did we get? Remember we did a workshop. This was years ago. Remember with Dad? Were the guides like the guards? No. 
That's a different thing. We did thing. an Akashic. Yeah, we did. We, we did? did. Yeah, it we was did? a general. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking of the guardians of the the guardians record. of the yes, and they. It's like an animal, right? When did we do this? With dad. Okay, I don't remember. It was just a but fun anyway, family thing. That's what our family does. <laughs> let's go to a workshop. Clearly, I wasn't, records in, clearly I, I wasn't in the now then. But um, I got that was the things. cobra. The go- remember, dad was lion and oh, yes, was okay, that a Akashic that record? Now. I don't know if that's. It was like an intro, just a general. I thought that she was just a psychic medium. Mm. Or maybe it was an intro. Anyway, <laughs> we're sorry. We're doing our sister thing, sorry. which we have a tendency to do. So talk about the Akashic the, guides. Yeah. So the lords of the Akashic Records are the folks who are managing the Akashic Records. But, like, you basically never say, see them. And here's the thing. When it comes to guides within the Akashic Records, every person is going to have a little bit of a different experience. So there's no, like, definite here. I've taught enough people at this point in time for sure to see how many different ways in which one can experience the Kashuk records. But I don't know that I've ever had a student who's actually seen the Lords of the Akashic records. Um, the guides, the masters, teachers, loved ones are the ones who step forward for us when we are in the Akashic records. And a lot of these individuals usually have lived human lives. They can be any number of ascended masters, simply just, you know, higher beings, angels. It really depends. But again, you basically never see those folks. Very, very few of my students have ever seen. And it's not that you won't see individuals there. Like when I first started reading in the Akashic Records, Jesus is one of my main guides in this lifetime. And he would be there hanging out in the background, just kind of walking around. But he was never the one who was sharing information with me. And I've also been in sessions with other folks. Their loved ones will step into the session. And again, they're there, they're present, but they're not the ones who are channeling that information through to me and sharing that information with me. And so the guides are very interchangeable because again, within the Akashic Records, this is supposed to be the most objective information that you can receive. And if we are working with a guide and we know who this guide is, we're going to start relying on, on them emotionally. We're going to create a relationship there. And then we may take something a specific way. We may not communicate clearly. Like there's a whole number of things of, in regards to why that makes it a bit more complicated. And so usually we don't see, you know, these beings. Mm. My imagination just goes wild. Like it just, I start picturing, it's like you were saying a Hollywood moment. I picture like this movie where we're just, okay, you're <laughs> leading us. Okay. We're going to access the Akashic records and we're, our eyes are closed and we're asking the question or, you know, I just am picturing some guide going up to some huge like vault, you know, with tons of records and tons of files and like busy, busy trying it's to find the these LJ things. file. I know it's like, you know, pulling it out. I mean, it just, I mean, what do you visualize when you like what do you see? I'm just curious. Yeah, a lot of a lot of readers talk about like a library. That has not ever been my experience. I haven't ever seen like a book or like pulling out a file. Um sometimes I lead folks through meditations like that where we'll use that visualization, but that's not personally been my experience. And again, this is like very much like user experience, right? Like everyone's going Mm -hmm. to experience different things. There's no right. There's no wrong. I always tell my students, like, I'm going to give you the framework. I'm going to give you the guidelines. 
if you experience anything outside of that, that is okay because, <laughs> you know, I can never include all of the many different ways this can be experienced. Um, for me personally, when I'm in the Akashic Records for myself, it is, it, it, sometimes beings are with me, sometimes they are not. Usually I'm just straight up channeling. It's just like I have a literal channel that goes through me at all times. And so it just comes right out. I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, knowing at the same time. And it's a very multi-sensory experience. When I am channeling for other people, I am connecting with their guides and their intuitive gifts. So my experience changes. You know, sometimes, like, especially when I'm working with other folks who are very clairvoyant or psychic, oh my gosh, I am like it's an energy overload. So I stopped doing in-person readings. <laughs> um you know, I'll be seeing a whole lot or I'll be hearing a whole lot or I'll be, you know, sensing maybe more. It just really kind of depends. It's honestly not ever the same. Mm. Um, even, you know, it, it's more the same when it's just me, when I'm channeling for myself. But even then, you know, sometimes like my guides are funny because they like to really show up um, sometimes with a lot of visualizations, which kind of, you know, Everybody thinks this is cool, but I'm one of these people who like points to the oven and is like, shut the microwave. Like I get my words mixed up mm. all the time. Mm. And so it can be frustrating for me. In addition, my when I'm communicating with the guides, it's not like a 2D kind of conversation like we're having. They will show me one photo, one image, and it's like five layers deep. Like I understand everything about this imagery within a second. It's like telepathic communication, you know. So then having to try and articulate that can be really frustrating at times. Mm -hmm. I quite honestly prefer for them just to channel so that I you know, it's it's easy for me <laughs> to make sure and feel confident that I'm like sharing the right thing. But it's always interesting, you know, something will happen and I'll share with a client like, all right, this is coming up and I'm not understanding what this is. And, and they're like, oh my gosh, but that's X, Y, Z. Like the client always knows, you know, the guides show up exactly how they're meant to. They always meet us exactly where we're at. We don't have to be extra pros at this. You know, we just have to be open and available. So I want to ask about, you know, I can do this for myself or I can go to a reader or I can take a class. How would you recommend or advise to someone, you know, like LJ? Yeah. She, she clearly she's had this conversation. She's like, oh, I want to know what's in my record. You know, um, <laughs> it still sounds so alien. Like I now, and then when you describe more, I'm like, okay, is it like outer space? I feel like it's... <laughs> it, it, my mind just starts to, like, make the movie. I, I told you at the beginning, it's a left brain, right brain, you know, fiesta. <laughs> well, I like, to, I like to say it's the difference from living from your head versus living from your heart. Ooh, you know, that's a good one. That's that's the big difference, right? When we're connecting with our, our spiritual self and our, our intuitive senses, it's really it comes from the heart. So this is not something the mind, of course, wants to jump in and be like, well, it's going to be like this and it's going to be like that. And. That's honestly like one of the number one reasons why people have difficulty connecting with their intuition is because they assume it's going to look a specific way, right? Mm -hmm. We have these expectations of how it's going to show up. So then when it doesn't, we're like, oh, it's not working. You know, like it doesn't every single time I teach how to access the Akashic Records workshop and we share at the end, always have at least one person who's like, well, you know what? Nothing happened. I couldn't connect. <laughs> And, but I was like, you know, my, my body was feeling these things and I was seeing these colors and I was, you know, and I'm just like, 
are you serious? <laughs> Dude. You clearly, we're connecting. You know, <laughs> this is how your guides were showing up. And then they're like, oh my gosh. And they start realizing, you know, but so we have these expectations instead of really, and this is part of it. You know, the thing is, we're all psychic, we're all intuitive, we all have all of the gifts, but we are dampened down from a very young age in regards to utilizing these gifts in our life. And so for the majority of us, we aren't encouraged and these are muscles we have to grow. And it takes time to get out of the way. It takes time to realize like, oh, I had no idea that I had this constant channel running through me my entire life until the records showed me that. I thought it was me. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, it was like, I mean, I was a kid and I would have adults asking me major questions and I would share incredible answers with them and they'd walk away and I'd be like, where the heck did that come from? <laughs> that was not me. That was awesome, but that was not me. Like, how did that happen? And I was just in that flow. I was mm -hmm. in that heart space. I was out of my own way. And we all have access to that. It's just a matter of learning how to work with it and utilize it, you know? Yeah, I love that. So getting back to getting started, how does one get started, you know, to uh, access those records? I think it depends on the type of person that you are. You know, everyone's going to learn a little bit differently in addition to what is your context. You know, if you've already, like, if you've already been working with Reiki, stepping into something like the Akashic Records is going to be more easy for you simply because you've been working with energy. For me, when I got the book, I started kind of jumping in right away. But like one of the first things I did was book a session because I wanted to see it in action. I'm a tactile person. I like seeing things. I was curious. I wanted to understand why I was so drawn to the records, right? And so that was a great experience for me. And then because I love to learn from a very deep level, I wanted a teacher to annoy, I wanted a community, I wanted the whole nine yards. So I went through a number of different trainings and really put myself through that space. Um, but to be you know, honest about it, like the best work that I did was simply on my own by showing up every single day practicing, whether it was five minutes or 25 minutes, it didn't matter. I just kept showing up. I kept showing up. And fortunately, I found some folks along the way that also work within the Akashic Records who had a lot more experience than me. And so I was able to ask them questions, which was huge. I really needed that, you know. Uh -huh. um, again, if you're if you're walking in with like some background working with energy, it's not going to be that abstract for you. But I was the CEO of a marketing agency, you know, it was like not, <laughs> this was so new to me. And I knew that I was experiencing things. I knew that I had found something, but I didn't fully know what it was, you know? Yeah. Um, and I also think it's really important too for beginners to step out and to start doing readings for other people pretty early on. Obviously not for in any sort of paid capacity, but the thing is, is that when you start reading for other people, you start seeing very quickly, like, oh my gosh, that thing that I just shared, they're going to be like, oh, that's perfect. And it's going to blow you away. It's going to help build your confidence. Because again, if you're staying in this like little small silo by yourself, you're not necessarily going to know how well you're doing, perhaps. But when you risk stepping out and you risk being wrong and you risk, you know, looking silly, maybe yeah. Left <laughs> it's brain, right pretty brain. incredible what you can do. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So um, 
I'm also okay. I'm Are you just still a quick side away? note. Yeah. Quick side note because with okay, so for we're talking about when people personally want to access the Akashic records. What have you ever gone? I'm sure you probably always do it all the time, but with like current with current what's going on with news, current like current events. To ask, like, why is this happening? Is that kind of the questions you can ask? I mean, we don't have to go into specifics, anything political or anything, but just when there's things going on in the world, I would think if I knew how to access the Akashic Records, I would be asking asking them a lot because there's a lot Absolutely. going on. Absolutely. Constantly, constantly. I mean, I spoke into, I, I channeled quite frequently throughout COVID, you know, talking about mm -hmm. what was going on, talking about where we're at. I talked about the COVID vaccines. I talked about a lot of different um, heated topics. I do forecasts, you know, monthly forecasts on my uh, on my podcast to kind of talk into the energy that we're getting ready to step into and how to work with it. And you know, I release channeled akashic readings whenever I feel guided mm -hmm. about any kind of a topic. You know, maybe it is a current event, maybe it's like a particular energy that's very relevant in the collective at any point in time. For those, those are really things that I'm usually guided into, you know, um, if I share it publicly, that mm -hmm. is. But I also do that for myself because I'm just a big nerd and I also am curious about what what might be going on with certain things. Or like um, if Taylor Swift is going to and Kelsey are going to get together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just, well, I'm curious and I'm joking at the same time. They're it's so not, cute. It's not my, it's not my business. Um, although they do seem cute. They are anyway. really cute. Um, He's got such a twinkle in his eye when, when he looks at her. <laughs> and I guess we won't ever. So we'll go back to the beginning of this conversation. The, the records won't say yes. They won't say no. But they will say what's good about the relationship. Right. Did I get that right? Well, honestly, because unless we actually had their permission to yeah. access their records, they probably wouldn't give us anything. Oh. <laughs> oh, darn it. Yeah. All right. So I'm getting ready for a reading. What do I need to do? So when clients sign up with me for the first time, I send out a PDF that just really outlines what the Akashic records are, how to ask questions, and like tons of example questions. People love my PDF because it really helps them to prepare for the session. But outside of that, you know, it depends on what type of session you're booking in regards to like the time. Like if you're going to do a 60 minute, I suggest bringing three to five questions. You can always bring more, mm -hmm. but at least three to five questions. 90 minutes um, is more five to seven questions. And, um, and then, yeah, that's really all you have to do to prepare. Wow. I, I, having done several um, Akashic Record readings, I can say they've been really illuminating, particularly how the guides answer the question. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's a little frustrating, but you can always ask the follow-up question. Um, and I don't know in your paperwork, and probably it's bad on me for not looking at it ahead of time, I always ask that that question of like, is there something on this topic that the guides want me to know that I did not ask? So I always share with folks because, I mean, pretty much everybody gets nervous. Like, oh, my gosh, am I going to ask the right questions? Sure. Am I going to ask the questions? You know what I mean? And the Akashic guides always bring through exactly what we need in that moment. I mean, I have had clients straight up show up with, a, you know, like a detailed list of what we're diving into 
and the opening message comes through and they take us in a totally different direction mm. and the client's like oh my gosh that was what i actually really needed you mm. know like this topic wasn't even really important it was this that was huge so I let folks know that absolutely prepare your questions, but trust in that process, you know, that that what you most need to know you're going to walk away with. And a great question to always ask at the end of any type of session, whether it's an Akashic session, a psychic session, whatever, is, is there anything else I need to know right now? Yep. You know, right before you kind of sign off. Yep. And so if there is any kind of little thing, mm-hmm. awesome. Otherwise, they'll probably use that time to encourage you, which is always fabulous. And um yeah, and then you you'll feel, you know, really nicely buttoned up as you're walking out. Yep. I can attest to my experiences as well. Okay. Well, we are at <laughs> oh, that wow. time. I know this conversation <laughs> went so fast. Um <laughs> so, we're looking at a clock on and we're like, oh my gosh. Um <laughs> so okay, so so full stretch time. It's that time of the episode where we look back at the conversation or our lives in relation to the conversations or not. We're open here. Um, something that might have changed our perspectives, changed a belief, something we want to explore more. And I think for me, um, during this conversation, while I knew a lot about the Akashic Records, I think it's really, for me, the message I needed to hear was just trust. I think that's something that's, you know, particularly on this topic, that's always, you know, I shake my head, but yet my magical thinking side just loves this, like loves this. (laughs) So, you know, but when I'm in that state of disbelief, belief, just trust. That's my soulful stretch. Can I make a comment? Yeah. The number one thing that I tell folks, whether you're learning, you know, to work with the Akashic Records or your higher self or whatever, is to have fun, Mm. you know? have fun like Mm -hmm. make it a joyful experience Mm. trust will be so much easier when we make it fun you know like our again our human brain wants to jump in we want to do things good and when we want to be awesome and we want to be a bad egg you know but Mm. the best way for us to do that is actually just to have a blast and really enjoy ourselves i feel like i want to go have a cocktail with you and just have this conversation (laughs) Anna, we invited you i wish you were here in town but (laughs) we'll be in town next week we missed you but i know because um, I know you're a local Wilmington, Wilmingtonian here. But um, my soulful stretch, um, I'm going to add on to that because I do love, you know, I have a whole motto. It's, if it's not fun, it's not even worth doing it. Let's have fun. And, and so go that's home. Part, yeah, that, yeah. But that being playful then le- leads you to be curious. And curious is being that soul seeker and like learning something new, like this modality. I'm very open to it, but I'm also still very curious. And because there's so much, I don't get it. I, unless it's like, we did something. We did like an intro, some kind of like accessing. We did a little brief thing. And I remember the lady. I do remember I got that bolts. Now. Remember I got some yeah, electric I, I do remember this. through my body. I'm like, what is going on this. here? Because um, at the end, she said, did anyone get one? An electric tr- said something. And I was the only one. And I felt really special on it. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have a gift. Anyway, but the other Sounds part like of it. Sounds like clairsentient. Yeah, maybe. But this, the, um, the soul stretch is also a reminder to be in the present, in the now. It's not all about like what's happening in the future. It's not psyching media. But, you know, we always want to know what's going to happen. What's, what should I do? And we've been talking to so many intuitive healers and spirit. It's, that is quite resonant. It's, it seems to be always truth and in the now. I mean, and that's will release any kind of ailments and frustrations. And heal you. So that's my soulful stretch. Am I supposed to share one too? If you have one, 
<laughs> I th throwing the ball at you. Is it is it one from like this conversation? It could, or? It, it could be anything. Something you're stretching so on your soul at the soul level, changing consciousness, changing beliefs, changing understanding. What I am currently stretching is how I show up and the way in which I show mm. up and really being able to stand firm with my gift and and not being afraid to say I am an Akashic soul channel. Again, I come from, you know, marking background. I am very type A person. I should say I used to be because I'm, I'm not so much anymore. Those tendencies are, you know, they're on their way out. Um, but I'm a very practical, analytical person. That's a part of my personality will always be. And I think it's very helpful, quite frankly. Um, but it's really taken me time. It, it really wasn't, even though I've been working with the Akashic Records since the beginning of 2020, it has really only taken me until this year to feel fully that I trust the record, that I trust my work, that I trust <laughs> what I'm here to do and being able to fully show up in that and, and you know, risk ridicule, risk all of those things um, and just kind of be okay with it. So I'm definitely stretching and it feels really, really good. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks good on you. I wish you were here in person. Looks good. It does look it good. It would be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're owning it. It's lovely. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap up this lovely episode here about Akashic Records on the Soul Shape Podcast. We want to say thank you to you, Anna. Thank you so much. And thank you, Leslie and Signal Fire Media and to all of our listeners out there. We believe wellness starts within and you can unlock unlimited possibilities with energetic healing. We want you to embrace the woo, dabble, dive, or discover your next healing experience on the Soul Shape app. And we hope you've enjoyed this soulful stretch. And we encourage you to do something to raise your vibration today because the ripple effects are endless. Join us again and be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on the Soul Shape podcast. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks, Anna. Thank Bye, you. Anna. Thank you. <laughs> Bye.